And now, back to Answers for Elders as we honor our military veterans. Carriage is the proud sponsor of our veteran segment, hosted by former Seattle Seahawk, Dennis Boyd. Hello, this is Dennis Boyd at Patriots Landing in DuPont, Washington. We are here today with Gene Yoder, a storekeeper third class at Patriots, one of the residents here at Patriots Landing and celebrating the uh, Veteran of the Month Award. Gene, thank you for joining us. You're welcome. Gene, tell us a little bit about, you mentioned your history with the U.S. Coast Guard was a uh, short one, but tell us how you got into the Coast Guard, what years that was and what was going on at the time. I went in in 42, no, 43. Why did I go in the Coast Guard? Because I was lived in Wheaton, Illinois, outside of Chicago. And for some reason, some Coast Guard captain had been stationed in Chicago, brought his family out to live in Wheaton, and we got all got acquainted, and I was so impressed with the Coast Guard. But when they were out recruiting, I thought that was pretty good service. There you go. So where did you do your basic then? Hunter College, New York. Okay. The college kind of seems like an unusual place to, it to was, do basic. But they took over. They had the spars, waves, and the marines. Okay. Yeah, so, so the spars oh. were the women Coast Guard? Yeah, they were Coast Guard. Okay. Temple Prod is always ready. All right. <laughs> so tell me, so from there you were uh, from New York, you were then stationed? Where, no, where? I went down to school at Palm Beach. Okay. And then from there to San Francisco. Okay. In 1943, I think we were still pretty heavily into the Pacific oh, absolutely. there. Absolutely. Tell us what, you know, what your experience, what you were seeing with the men and women that were being shipped off to the Pacific. Well, one of the things that I resented about where I was down at Bay and Powell, they had, <laughs> I keep saying they had a bunch of devout cowards. They didn't want to go to sea. And they could turn some of these little kids around that came in and sent them right back out. It was a receiving mm-hmm. station. And a lot of fellows that joined the Coast Guard thought they were going to guard the coast. No, they were just sent out to the Navy. I worked with fellows I did not like at all. Anyway, when I got downtown to the headquarters, there was a lot better atmosphere. So at headquarters, they uh, had a little bit more appreciation for women in the well, service? They had, no, they, that was the uh, payroll uh-huh. pay, pay section. So. Okay. Yeah, there was, the attitude was better. Women in the service was something new at that time. Absolutely. The call to serve, I think, was you know kind of sent out to all after the bombing at Pearl Harbor. You thought the Coast Guard, but was there a reason? Or, I mean, what was your calling to, to serve the country or even go into the service? Well, this is going to be, seem strange to you. I was married to a Navy man. Ah. Well, he got sent out to sea, and so we decided... Either I went back to Illinois or I joined the service, so I did. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, and two and a half years later, we got together. <laughs> so tell me about you and the women that work there, especially at payroll. I mean, what was, you know, the camaraderie or the, Well, we all, we all got along, I won't say. I mean, you, you had a job, you had a desk, mm-hmm. and you had your duties, and you just did them. I guess the general feeling, and it's hard for us today in, uh, in, in 2018 to understand actual fear that we had that Japan would invade the West Coast. Well, you know what? I never, I never felt any fear. I think the fear 
part was probably gone, and we didn't think we were going to be attacked mm -hmm. then. It was just actually it was just a duty station. So, okay. Uh, and we all put our time in. I can't say that there was the fear that we were going to be run over by the enemy. In fact, I never thought that. When you say you were a receiving station, was that for new personnel coming in and, and discharging people that had, had put in their years? Mostly or? it was bringing draftees in and sorting them out to uh, the Navy or the Coast Guard or mm -hmm. somebody. They went to sea. Right. Let's face it. There was no issue of where you wanted to go. <laughs> that was, we were at war. Talk to me about, you know, what was going on in the country at the time. Tell me what, you know, you and your friends talked well, about. Well, we had Roosevelt. Of course, he, everybody kept the war going. I don't know what, what to say politically. We just had a very democratic Roosevelt mm -hmm. regime. So talk to me a little bit about when we read about the, some of the shortages for materials and, and... We never had shortages. I want to tell you, it's like living here. We always had food, and we were always taken care of. We had our uniforms. Yeah. So I would say we were spoiled. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was there, but I mean, in in the general public, though, I yeah, mean... Yeah, they suffered. Oh, yeah. my Lord. Yeah, the shortages. And, and so you had family back in uh, yeah, Illinois no. that would... Uh, they were scraping by and and uh, yeah, for what food. was yeah. I had a brother who went in the navy. Mm -hmm. He was on a ship. Yeah, my family consisted of three of us, and then there was a big space. Seven years later, there were two more. Mm -hmm. So, but my sister never went in, but my myself and my brother. My brother was drafted. So, what did your parents think of you enlisting? I, I, they thought it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at the time, it was probably the right thing to do for many people. It was. I think. I yeah. Think. Tell me about you. Said you met your future husband. He was uh, drafted into the Navy. Is that correct? No, his story is totally different. Okay. He was from Indiana. He wanted to get away from his parents. Mm -hmm. He joined in '41 mm -hmm. before the war started. And needless to say, when the war started, he really was. <laughs> He was a corpsman, uh -huh. and he was then assigned to a uh, ammunition ship, the Pyro. So that's where he spent his whole time. Hopefully, he wasn't kept too busy. Uh, you know, yeah, as he a was. Corpsman. There yeah. were a lot of personnel on that ship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Okay, so and you guys married in forty five, forty six. Oh heavens, no! Oh, we I'm married sorry. in forty. The last day of forty two. Ah, okay. <laughs> So that's what you were saying when you mentioned that he was in the Navy for two years and then almost two years. And then that once you married, then you went ahead and joined the Coast Guard at that point. Well, he got he got sent out to sea and it was like, oh, what I should have done is gone back and gone to college. But I joined the Coast Guard. Okay. <laughs> what changes do you see? I mean, when you see the young men and women today. Oh, I, I just think it's so wonderful. Yeah. Women were put out in 47. And it was a num number of years later before the Coast Guard accepted women again. You can do anything now, anything in yeah. the Coast Guard. You know, I thought, oh, I'm born two, 30 years too late. <laughs> uh, well, I just thought it was wonderful that they opened up so much to women. And, of course, then you had Rosie the Perimeter out there right. putting together ships and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, uh, it did. It did. It changed. It changed the attitude in the lives of women. 
Were many of your friends from high school? Did they uh, did they have to go to work in the in the mills? Oh yeah, in the industry? everybody had to go to work. Yeah, some of them went in service. Not many though. Mm -hmm. I think I was one of the few that did. Your friends, what kind of work did they do when they were, do you? Uh... I don't know if they were in the army. I think there a lot of it. They were doing the same thing I was. Okay. You know, I look at the women in the Coast Guard. Then you were slotted into three sections. You were either a stenographer. You were either a bookkeeper or you were corpsman. Mm -hmm. I mean, the... they slotted women into women's slots. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nothing. So you've kind of seen that, that big change come. Oh, my God. Yeah. Now they open it to everything. Yeah. You know, be a pilot. Be... One of the things I wish I'd have gotten, been able to gotten into, I don't know why I just, they did have women in the Coast Guard is uh, gunnery instructors. I thought that'd be interesting. What interested you about uh, being a gunnery uh, sergeant? It's exciting bit of taking care of guns, shooting, mm -hmm. teaching, teaching. Uh, yeah. That. I think that was one of the few other options that were available, but not to too many people. It was just very few. And so, I don't know whether the women who got in were adept at, you know, guns or I have no idea of it. So tell me about when you were you were discharged, and you were saying that they basically kind of shut down the women in the in the Coast Guard and probably in, in other services also. But other... Uh, no, the other services pretty much expanded. The army oh. came on. There was no Air Force at that time, as you know. Mm -hmm. So it was basically the army, and they kept on with their program. So what do you think the difference was between the Army and the Coast Guard then? Did the Army saw a value then? The Army, probably time I was in, about the same attitude, but they were allowed then to go further on as I far see. as rate and rank. Was there anything unique that you remember or that any anything that was that, came, that you felt you look back and you kind of smile about or anything like from your, your two and a half years there in the... Uh, in the Coast Guard? No, other than that was the freest time of my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had no responsibilities. <laughs> yeah. Just show up and get your job done. There and, you uh, go. All right. Yeah. Anyway, that's my that's my story. All right. Well, Gene, thank you very much. I appreciate your time today, and thank you again for your service. This has been a special Honoring Veterans presentation of Answers for Elders, brought to you by Carriage. For more information about Carriage, the website is C-A-R-E-A-G-E dot com. Hi, this is Suzanne Newman, host of the Answers for Elders podcast and radio show. We are the North Star that guides you through the complicated journey of senior care with trusted experts in money, law, living solutions, and more. So join us on this station, your favorite podcast channel, or just go to AnswersForElders.com. Meet the Wayshowers who will help your journey a lot easier.